and we're live what are you doing leaning out of the camera there like casual just lean. just just leaning back I, I i've i've just spent so many days at home now that i'm just like lost <laughs> just just in just in a complete state of relaxation constantly they've, actually, um, they've added to uh be live the service that we use they've added this can you see this there's a quarantine um, day one of quarantine so what are we now so in the uk <laughs> I think we are, we've officially done three weeks. I think that's the case. There we go. 21 days. 21 we days go. in quarantine. Right, let's keep that up. There's that's a, quite cool. It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's also a little thermometer thing. But I don't know I, I don't know if that's meant to be our temperature, which seems like a really weird widget to have. I can, um, I can promise you all listening, I don't. my temperature is not 36.6 degrees centigrade. What is body temperature again? I forgot. What? I don't know is normal body temperature pretty bad uh, god i expected just an answer to come straight up and it doesn't i think it's about that anyway adults 37 okay i can oh gosh i can promise you that is my temperature because it's it says yeah. 37 degrees so um that's i like that it's cool bizarrely these are the only two widgets that have been added like extremely um <laughs> corona focused of all of all the features they could add to the thing this is what they've been working this on. is what they've been working on um, sure sure <laughs> yeah uh, it'd be nice to have some other features please um okay so we're on the bbo show um we're in week two episode five and kyle what are we gonna cover today last week um just go check out what we did last week this is a brand new week um so we will refer slightly to it but let's get focused on a brand new week now so what we're going to cover today sure so this is going to be an interesting week um last week we talked about if you have an existing business how you go about um, bringing it online and generating income now that we're in a lockdown now that we are quarantined we're at home um this week we're going to be talking more generally to people who might not necessarily have a business already. Uh, they might have been a salaried worker and now they're at home and they're either working from home and have extra time or they've been furloughed and they have a lot of extra time um, or for whatever reason they're not working and they're just kind of, uh, they have time and maybe not as much direction as they'd like at the moment. So we thought it'd be useful this week to focus on these people um, and I know there's a lot of them out there. Mm, yeah, and it, and it could also be somebody who's now working from home and there's not as much work to do. So maybe you spend the first four hours of the day working and then you're just twiddling your thumbs like, okay, what, what are we doing? Yeah. Just twiddling your thumbs. What are we doing right now? And you want to be productive. You know, you're, you're bored of uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, games, whatever you're doing right now, and that's bored you to death. Whereas now you're saying, okay, I want to be productive. I want to try to do something else. I'm I'm just over this one week, two week relaxation period. What can I yeah. do? Yeah, and I want to come out of this, you know, having done something or with a, a new stream of income or a new business or whatever it is. And I think that's exactly right. For the first couple of weeks, people are like, yeah, Netflix, you know, I can catch up on all my yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. And then after a week or two, like, oh, it's so yeah. boring. I was the same. I watched Money Heist, uh, two seasons of Money Heist, which is epic, one hell of a drama. Um, mm -hmm. And you've got to watch it in Spanish with subtitles, though. Don't watch it uh, English dubbed, which is strange. I've seen some people on Instagram watching it English dubbed. That's strange. Mm -hmm. um, so the focus now is, so last week we spoke about a few techniques, but now we are saying, right, if you've got time 
whatever the reason is that for that case, um, we want to help you focus on income generation online. But because typically, you know, the scenario would be, um, look, if imagine there was no lockdown, but something happened in the world and, and all you may lost your job or you've gone part time, you would go get a side income. You would go get a side job. It could be a part time job. It could be, uh, working for somebody who's got a business. There's lots of things you can do on the side, but that still requires you to leave your house and do something, uh, in a physical, um, yeah, manner. You can't get a job in the pub now or in a cafe. That's just gone. C- correct. Hospitality, which is probably one of the most common ways to just jump in and out of a job, restaurant, mm-hmm. bars. Um, and you may be thinking, look, yeah, but I could be a, a delivery driver or I could help out in the NHS and uh, the health system, etc. But the other risk there is um, the coronavirus going on. So you may want not want to subject yourself to that risk. Um, so I think what everybody's doing in that industry is amazing. But somebody who's not been in the industry, you know, they're, they're thinking, right, the safest thing for me to do is actually stay isolated, stay at home. But what can I now do with that additional time completely online? So I think, Carl, you've put together a cracking list of things we're going to focus on this week, which only require you to be online, a Wi-Fi connection and a laptop. Is that correct? Yep. There's So I've put together a list of, I think it's about 100, um, 100 different ideas or 100 different services you can use, uh, places where you can sell your skills, you can sell your time, uh, or you can sell stuff that's in your house to start generating an extra income. Um, some of them, and the ones we're going to be discussing tomorrow, require no special skills at all. Anyone can do them as long as you've got a computer uh, and the internet. And then we're going to be moving more into um, more professional skill focused um, uh, additional incomes and then capping the week out with creative focused as well. So there's going to be a range of different things because everyone's going to have different requirements and different, uh, skill levels and skill uh, mixes. Yeah. So so I guess what we're not doing this week, um, which is where we where our passion is, and what we love to do is we're not talking about. Um, certainly not the start of the week, building out a complete online business. Mm. So remember last week you spoke about uh, building a business, audience, tribe, offer, network under this uh, model or system that we call the baton model. Now that is a marketing and online business creating infrastructure, which you can plug an idea into. Whereas this week we're taking a step back from that um, and just saying, right, we're in this strange scenario, which is lockdown. So we need to get as many ideas across to you as possible. Um, so that list Carl's put together, I counted it, Carl, was uh, 102 different ways. Um, and Carl's ranked it uh, in, in a specific way. Maybe you can expand on that. Um, mm-hmm. But I tell you what, before we get into this, w- can you bring that list up? Um, yep, it's 102 ways. And then may- maybe just quickly uh, describe it because that list is available for you guys in the description, that link. Um, I might need to lose one of us. I think I think leave it like that. That's okay Um, because the details the details not important. It's just the fact that there's a list here, Um, a long list, a long list. Uh, Let me expand it a bit. So what I've done is you've got on the left uh, is the name of the service or the name of the place where you can generate income. Uh, Then I've categorized them by different types. I've categorized them by different locations. Some are UK only. Some are US only. Um, but the vast majority can be done anywhere. It doesn't matter where you are. And then I've got the um, kind of pay rate, how much they pay. 
because some of these things are, you know, like a dollar for completing a survey, for example, whereas other ones are uh, like recording an audiobook is one of the things I have on here, which would pay thousands of pounds or thousands of dollars. Um, so we have different pricing structures. Um, and then I've also categorized them by how much time and effort and skill is required to get into them. Uh, generally, you'll find the easier ones, the ones that don't require specialized skills will pay less. And that mm. makes sense. It's a market economy. Um, and then finally, I have a column called scalability. This is related to what Harms was just talking about. This week, we're not talking about building a complete business of your own. We're talking about just ways to generate an income, ways to get cash in the door now. Um, so some of these, some of the things, actually quite a few of these on the list, if you started doing them today, you'd make your first pound or dollar today, they pay immediately. Whereas if you are setting up a business from scratch, that's very unlikely to happen. I mean, it could happen, but it's very unlikely. But it's um, a business then, you know, then you're looking at uh, a business lead in time, the preparation, the creation, yeah. the audience collection, and everything we spoke about in the baton model last week uh, within your in industry and infrastructure. Yeah, so there's going to be a balance. We've got some things which are you can do right now, you'll be paid by the end of the day. Fantastic. Um, they are not going to be scalable generally, though. They're not like building a business. Um, so we have one and done, which is mm -hmm. you do it now, you get paid. Uh, we have the next level up, which I've called time constrained, which is basically for each hour you put in, you'll get paid for that hour. Um, but it's yeah. not really a scalable business model. Businesses, ideally, you want to be paid without you having to put uh your time in but that, that's sure. a discussion for another day um and then i kind of steps up from there so you can build up your own brand and your own um profile online that's the next level up and then from there potential businesses so activities you can start now this week which can then turn into a business moving forward and then the final level are um are activities which could become an entirely passive income um mm. See, they're going to require a bit more time, a bit more effort, but then you could be generating money from this or income from this for years to come without additional effort. Um, so they're all broken down into different categories, and we're going to be spending this week basically reviewing, surveying all of these different um, all of these different options for you to generate cash online now. Starting with these really easy ones, which you could do now, you can get paid by PayPal by the end of the day. And then moving slowly into more complex, uh, more time-consuming, more skill-based activities, which could become the foundation of a business. Okay, so there's something absolutely. for everyone as well. Fantastic. Yeah. And that is available for you to view in the description below. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just, just click it. Uh, also in the description below, you'll find our Slack chat. So uh, Slack group. So you can join me and Kyle and a group of other people in there. And what that will allow you to do is start to work through the list and maybe uh, you know, pick and mix, you know, use this week as a pick and mix and say, let me try that. Um, you know, does it, you know, it, am I enjoying it as well, as well as bringing some cash in? Is it something I can see myself doing for the lockdown period? And then come and ask me and Carl's questions on it. Um, what's the pros and cons between these two items? And then we can help, you know, discuss those kind of things for you. So the, the link to uh, what we titled it, the big list of income generation during lockdown, lockdown. That's yeah, that's a working title that can change it's, the big list of income generation. Yeah. Um, yeah, during lockdown. Yeah. And on that point there, so it is a pick and mix, but we're going to be trying to give some commentary. 
because if you're just given you know 100 or 500 different options that's too much you know yeah uh, yeah most people just see that list and be like okay fine uh, i'm not bothered uh, so we're going to be trying to give some commentary trying to give you some guidance which ones are worthwhile which ones are maybe not as worthwhile again depending on your situation and um if there are certain um questions or certain um queries that people are having we can or Hans and I we will go and find experts in particular uh, niches in particular business practices and try and get them on the show so we can chat to them about um the the activity in more detail that'll be moving forward over the next couple of weeks yeah great and and think about this week as look yeah you've got this big list of things and as we go through the list a uh, week we're going to categorize them so Carl did mention this at yeah. the start so um we're going to first start with Tuesday which is going to be like non-specific general categories where there's it doesn't really fit into a bucket so for example selling stuff um things that you exchange an hour for for uh, income uh, surveys testing and then wednesday on our notes um we're going to be basing it on the fact that if you speak english there's some language based things that you can do to help the online world which thursday, we're assuming because you're watching this that that's why we're sticking with english this could be uh, the same for if you speak French or Spanish or Chinese or whatever you speak, um, there will be similar services. We're going to be focusing on English speaking because you're watching this and you're listening to us in English. Yeah, and, and we can speak English. So that's a that's a bonus. Right. So Thursday is based on your specific skill. So you can actually say, right, this is what I have a skill set at. And we can expand on how you can identify that. And then ultimately selling yourself as a professional and selling your professional skills into the online world. That's Thursday. Friday, um, we're going to be basing it on specific skills, especially around the creative world, design, creative, artistic skills. So Thursday is professional and then Friday will be creative. So if you're creative, um, stay tuned with us because Friday we're going to be talking about those kind of skills specifically. So that's everything that's going to be coming up. Um, but today we want to do, uh, you know, just give us a broad understanding of online business. And I thought the best way to do that, and when me and Carl were prepping our notes and stuff for this episode, is very much discuss, firstly, why online business has has a bad reputation. Why mm -hmm. do people think online business and think, oh, no, that's, that's not for me, or um, that's got a bad rep, or that leaves a bit of feeling of uncomfortableness when the conversation around online business occurs. And even so much to say that, look, hey, I have an online business and people look at you a bit strange. Like, that is that even a thing? Is that even a proper profession or yeah, workspace? That's not real. <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's not real. Okay, you're just one of those people, um, online business or whatever, and they just don't understand it. So it can have a bad rep for a few different reasons. One is the fact that look, there's just a lack of understanding here. So Carl, why don't you uh, kick off with why do you think um, we've got, I think we've got four, three or four key points, but we can just talk around those points. So why do you think online business got a bad rep? Because you've been doing this for a hell of a long time. Sure. So following on from what you are just saying, there's a lot of um, get rich quick schemes. There's a lot of get rich quick mentality in the online business world. So a lot of the advertising you see, um, mm -hmm. a lot of the times online business is talked about. It will often be, here I am in my garage with my Lamborghinis, or here I am in my $4 million home with my you know, beautiful wife. I did all this online. I made whatever it is. I, I, I did drop shipping, or 
I built an empire using Kindle books, or I sell courses, or I do social media marketing, whatever it is, it tends to be um, somebody saying, online business is the fix all, it will cure everything, um, and you will be rich beyond your wildest dreams in, you know, next week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of BS um, around mm -hmm. online marketing. And unfortunately, online marketing, the people who are good at online marketing are very good at selling themselves, they're very good at selling that dream. Um, so they're the ones making the money, the people selling that dream. However, that means that a lot of people now associate online business um, with these kind of get-rich-quick schemes, which is unfair because there are uh, there's a much wider diversity of ways to generate an income online. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the big uh, misconception is, is that online business is not a business. It's mm. It doesn't have the same... Uh, characteristics as a business. It doesn't have the same uh, need of that kind of business understanding when creating online business. And I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions because yeah. it, it is sold uh, in a way that, and look, that kind of, that industry is, um, uh, what's the best way to describe it in terms of its categories? It's, it's info entrepreneurs, info mm -hmm. um, education. And that's okay. Look, that's great because actually, um, subscribing to a course or whatever it is, is great because ultimately it's going to give you that level of knowledge to go and start in that specific field. But I think what the challenge is, is that when there's a scenario like this, um, there's almost a feeling of uh, a gold rush or, or selling, selling the shovels in order to go cash in on a specific thing that is happening. Um, but that problem with that is there is a focus on very, very niche items, like Carl says, like uh, setting up a, a book publishing Kindle e-store, uh, setting up an e-commerce shop overnight, um, doing Amazon selling, um, selling things on eBay, so flipping on eBay. There's even more, yep. uh, probably stuff that used to work a long time ago, but people are still buying into them. Things like domain flipping, mm -hmm. um, people very much focus on, hey, become an affiliate marketing superstar overnight. And... Uh, all of these things are very, very niche, but they fundamentally miss the fact that online business is a business. Would you agree with that, Carl? So all of these things you've just mentioned, so we've got drop shipping, we've got filled by Amazon, we have affiliate marketing, we have, um, what's the other one you just said? Uh, yeah, Shopify stores, like linking AliExpress to Shopify stores. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of, all of these are techniques. They're not That's business. The yeah. It's a technique. All of these are techniques which can work. So yes, you can make a lot of money uh, publishing Kindle eBooks. Mm. The books have to be good though, um, <laughs> yeah. and that's what's forgotten. <laughs> yes, you can make money drop shipping. So drop shipping is um, I set up an online store, I sell products through the online store, and it goes straight from the manufacturer straight to the customer. So I don't even mm. see the item. That's what drop yeah. shipping is. So, um, so you so, don't need a distribution mechanism. The distribution yeah. is handled for you. It's done for you. Yeah. Um, Dropshipping as an idea, um, selling something which is then delivered directly from the manufacturer to the customer, that's fine. The problem is that that still needs a business underlying it. You need to be sourcing a product that people actually want, mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah. high quality, and then being able to market that. All of these, um, yeah, fulfilled by Amazon, dropshipping, um, Kindle publishing, etc., all fine as techniques, they are not businesses in and of themselves. So first you need to start with the business part of online business, um, which most of these courses, 
most of the people you see on Instagram promising you riches, they forget about this part or they don't tell you about this part. You need a business first and then you apply these different techniques, these different tools. Yeah, um, yeah. And and um, I, I, I would agree with that. And I think one of the challenges is, is that when somebody approaches these uh, companies or these kind of techniques, that's the best way to describe it, because look, it's nothing against the people selling it in marketing. Look, they've got a business, they've got to generate their own revenue and they sell this technique. Um, but the challenge is, is that sometimes when, look, when you're, when you're want, wanting to build anything or create anything of value, it's so much better. And I think me and Carl have learned this over the years the hard way. It's so much better to do something you're passionate about, something that you have a skill set for, something that you enjoy, and that there's a market for that item rather than chase the dollar or the pound or the money at the back end of it. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is the technique promise, promises you the get rich, the fact that you're going to make three, four, five, six thousand pounds a month or or some people even advertise 20, 30,000 pound a month uh, selling via Amazon. Great, that's okay. But are we gonna enjoy doing that process? Because that kind of revenue generation is great. It probably is doable, but for a small percentage of people who already fundamentally understand business as a fundamental principle and online business as a fundamental principle. So much so that they have the ability and the skill set to advertise and market to you for their particular course. So they know what they're doing. They're very good at it, but but they're making the assumption that you also know what you're doing in regards to um, this kind of business mechanism. Is that making sense, Carl? Yeah, yeah, what, what I'm I trying think... to say is that chasing the money or chasing something that you can finally share your skill set with online. That's, the, that's what I'm trying to get the message across here. I think a really simple example is a Teespring. Have you ever heard of Teespring? No, it's basically on-demand T-shirt printing as a ah, business okay. model makes yep, yep. makes perfect sense. There's Teespring. There's a whole bunch of different ones. Um, so there are a lot of courses, a lot of people selling um, this business model, which is you know you should custom design T-shirts and then you can sell them and make profit on each T-shirt. It's fine. the The business model of Teespring absolutely fine. Uh, the problem is you have to be a good designer first. You need to have um, t-shirt designs that people actually want to buy. And this was kind of forgotten um, conveniently by the people who were teaching about this. Yeah. So the market was flooded. This happened five years ago. So yeah, the market yeah. was flooded um, on Teespring with people who were just rushing in because they wanted to sell t-shirts and make, you know, five, 10, $20,000 a month. Um, none of them were very good designers of t-shirts. That was the problem. So the market was flooded, it was oversaturated, people were making crappy t-shirts, nobody was selling anything. Um, and the only people making money were those saying, hey, you should get on Teespring. And I'm mm -hmm. sure Teespring probably made some money too. Um, but that's a really nice, simple example. Um, there are people who are good at designing t-shirts who will make a lot of money on Teespring. But that's because they have the skills to actually build a business there rather than just using the technique of custom t-shirt printing. Yeah, agree. Because the the custom T-shirt printing is, as Carl says, is a technique. It's the it's the way that you're going to generate your revenue. That's your idea as such. Your idea as such is but that's not enough. Yeah. But that's not enough. But for us, if you look at the baton model, the fact that you're going to print well designed T-shirts will come right at the start in the business element. Then we will then put that through the process of actually yeah. selling those T-shirts online, creating an audience, getting a desire 
uh, and a raving fan base around your kind of design. Um, yeah. I think that's... You make sure I think that your t-shirts are good first. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Because a lot of people forget this part. <laughs> yeah. And test that they can be sold, test that there's a market for that kind of interest that you're trying to sell to. Um, so it's exciting. But um, that's why online business has got a bad rep. Okay, so that my light went off and on by itself. So this is interesting. I was hoping it didn't blow. Um, so that's why why we feel online business has a bad rep. But I didn't. We didn't actually have this in the notes. But I think it's useful, Carl, for us to chat about what what is online business uh, very briefly. But also, what's the advantages of it? Uh, and then we're going to give them. Then then I think we can talk about four key areas to focus on. Sure. I think you already uh, touched on this when you said online businesses are a business. Mm. Like, yes, we have the word online stuck on the front, but essentially it's still a business. And a business is um, the creation of something of value, whether it's a product or service um, that is then supplied to a market who are willing to pay um, you enough money for you to continue creating whatever that piece of value is. Without that unit of value, whether it's a book, whether it's your consultation service, whether it is sofa that you've made uh, without that unit of value that is um, valued by the market by the people who are going to buy it you do not have a business that's the same if you are offline or if you're online um, whether you're online or offline is kind of a moot point nowadays it no longer it used to be a very distinct uh, gap back in like the 2000s you'd have online businesses only sold online and you'd have offline businesses which were brick and mortar shops the two now have merged, um, especially most brick and mortar stores have an online presence now, especially uh, nowadays, now we're in quarantine, you're seeing yeah. the businesses that did not have uh, the ability to sell online, the ability to deliver um, online purchases, uh, they are now screwed or they have ceased to exist because yeah. now people cannot leave their homes so increasingly online and offline have merged we spend a lot of time on our telephones like even if i'm going to a coffee shop which doesn't sell things online how do i find my coffee shop i use this um so when we do talk about online business we are more and more talking about just business in general we need exactly. to remember the fundamentals of business yeah. And, I, and then I guess, uh, I mean, you summed that up fantastic. So I guess the the advantages then are, is, mm. you know, if I was to think, right, what's, what benefits has it given me over the time, which is, I think it's, for me personally, it was fundamental, a bit more control of my time, i.e. I wasn't the kind of personality who would like to go and commute to work, like spend an hour commuting, an hour coming back. So it mm. was a case of building a mechanism so that I could wake up, walk to my office, um, because there's two there's two approaches to this. One is, and I think this is where people get misunderstood, is one is building an online business where you can um, press play and it does things automatically, which a part of the business does. But then there's also a part of the business where you know the creation is still required, the monitoring is still required. There's two sides to the business. Um, so I, I think, think that, it depends on how you design it. Um, it's the hmm. same as an offline business too. You can have a business that is based in an office that has staff, etc. And you as the business owner, you could have built it so that you are able to step back. Um, mm. That's just just how you design it. Um, or you could have built it so you're needed every single day uh, and you're working the longest, even though yeah. you're the business owner. Same thing, yeah. um, whether you're online or offline. 
There are certain benefits of online businesses though. Um, they tend to have lower overheads because you are not renting a space, um, which means you're saving a lot of money, whether that's yeah. on the rent, the electricity, the utilities, et cetera, et cetera. That just costs money. Um, mm -hmm. Online businesses, you tend to, not always, but you tend to be able to get away with not having staff or being able to outsource your work um, and use freelancers around the world. So then yeah. you can take advantage of um, employment arbitrage. So you can hire someone in the Philippines or in India or Vietnam who is ju just as good at the job um, or 80, 90% as good as the job, but costs 10% of the price of a uh, a local worker um so that's employment arbitrage yeah um, because because just to j jump on that point as well is because english depending on what you're hiring them for english is not the the thing that you're paying them for that's not the the, no. the, the process you're also not paying them for the creative thinking the critical thinking what we're paying mm -hmm. for them for is a set of instructions or some technical abilities that are now universal so this is like the online business language or the online world language which yeah is just technical that they that's what we're paying them for so they can be anywhere in the world yeah if i'm hiring someone to build a website or e-commerce uh, facility I, i'm not going to hire them in london because mm. it's it's too expensive um and yeah. you can get those skills anywhere in the world um connected to that is the fact that online businesses unlike uh, offline businesses are global they tend to be global so the first one that i set up um the first yeah, the first automatic online business I set up, most of its customers are in the US. Uh, the second largest was in Holland for some reason. And the UK mm -hmm. was, I think, like fifth or sixth. It was nice. down the list. And it doesn't matter because once you've set up store online, uh, you can access anybody in the world, um, which is not the case if you build a coffee shop here in London. For example. Exactly. Which coffee shops are face? I mean, they're facing that challenge at the moment. Uh, some of them are adapting, uh, but not for revenue, just for brand recognition at the moment, which which is kind of stuff we spoke about last week. Yeah, so, Carl, okay. yeah. so what I like is what you've actually dived into the, the, the next part, which is almost the final part of today's show, which is there's four key areas. If you if you were to write down there's look, there's four key areas to focus and create a business around. These are four advantages. But they're also, if you re reverse engineer those advantages, the the focus on building that online business. And I'd say if you can mm -hmm. get as many of these four, it could be one, it could be two of these. But the winning formula is, look, if I can get all four in place for my online business, then this is a winning formula. So I think you started to touch upon it. But let's talk about it in terms of, yes, there are four advantages, but also there are four focus areas. So those start with number one, uh, which Carla's sort of touched upon but let me just define it which is the need to be flexible and diverse so if you think about this in regards to typically we are all dependent on one income source which is a salary it could be an income source from your own particular business so think about diversification mm -hmm. within your business let's assume that your business only sells uh, offline and it is a coffee shop so what could an online or offline coffee shop do online in order to hedge their income or diversify their income? So that's, I mean, if we just, if I was just thinking top of my head, maybe they could be selling uh, directly to customers their ground, their coffee beans, uh, their ground coffee beans as a service, which they can sell via their e-shop e or their e-commerce store. So that's one way to think about diversification, because if they don't, 
the scenario occurs where coronavirus hits or something like this, or you have three or four staff go sick overnight, whatever that is, and it could be outside of coronavirus, um, or something happens on that particular high street, they close a train station. So people, the foot traffic now diverts to another train station and no longer do you get that foot traffic for your coffee shop. So all of these things are real life scenarios, but there's no diversification of income. That's no different to us relying on one salary and we have no other mechanism. So try to think of online business as having a diversified income stream or income generation uh, form entering your life. That's that's the way I'd think about it. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add for that first point and then you can dive into the second one. Yeah, so that's mainly for existing businesses. Um, yeah. If they have a stream of income, it online allows you to add another stream of income mm. um, which can be related to your core business, but it's coming from online. So therefore, as Harm says, if something goes wrong with the offline for whatever reason, you have this continuing uh, stream of revenue. The other way to think about diversification is the fact that with online businesses in particular, um, if they are structured correctly, you can have multiple online businesses. Whereas if you set up a coffee shop or a chain of coffee shops, that's probably gonna be all you're doing. Um, mm. Again, depends on how you structure it, but because you have locations, because you have staffing, um, because you um, you can hire managers, etc. But it's always going to be um, there's there's a lot more moving pieces. Whereas once you've learned to set up an online business and you've successfully done it, doing that again and again and again and making them automatic is relatively simple compared mm -hmm. to doing it with a physical business. Yeah, because um, so that's another way to diversify. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, I just mentioned this one. Um, so it teaches people how to read and write Chinese. I, I've made some courses about this. I don't touch that and um, I'm not running any ads or anything like that. And that just really just trickles in money. Um, not much because I'm not really pushing it at the moment, but I'm going to guess 700 to a thousand pounds a month or so based on something I built maybe five years ago and I do not touch. And if I want to kind of get a chunk of money, I can run a sale, um, do some email marketing and get a chunk of cash in. Having a few of those businesses just kind of running um, in the background is really good for diversification because if any one of them suddenly stops working, it's not the end of the world if you have five or six of them. Whereas yeah. if you have one source of income, yeah, it's tricky. You're you're in trouble. Yeah, uh, because what we, what we don't know now, and I think the time that we're living through right now, which is just crazy, is yes, we can do a, a classic SWOT analysis. What are the the threats against our this particular income source? But how yeah, do you... I wonder. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. So it's, it's really a case of, it's very difficult to know now in this um, strange time what the true threat is going to be. Yes, we can, yes, it's good to guesstimate. And yes, it's good to do some research to identify what that is. But what industries, let's look at what industries are as a research project have survived right now, are doing quite well right now. Um, I think me and Carl spoke about, uh, actually, we run a special webinar, which is going on at the moment, that Netflix increased their revenue by about 15 million uh, US dollars per month. Incredible. Just in the UK, actually. Just in the UK. Um, so Netflix UK. Netflix UK. So some businesses benefit during this time whereas some industries have completely lost their income. So I think that's where 
we want you to be thinking about an online business as an advantage, but also a focus area. How can I have a diversified range of online revenue streams? I'm going to pull this up. You might not be able to see it properly, but I'll, I'll drop the link below as well. Um, this is on AppSumo, blog.appsumo. If you Google 10 inspiring coronavirus business pivots, this came out a week ago. Fantastic. Um, and it's just a list of businesses that um, managed to pivot very quickly or are doing quite well during this time. Um, so this one, Mobile Escape, they do escape room programming for schools. So they, they do escape room documents, nice. basically, that you can yeah. print out and do at home. So they're doing really well all of a sudden because people are stuck at home. And these guys have started, uh, they've gone from um, just doing schools, going wider um, to selling them. Keep your city smiling is boxes to help local businesses, etc. masks. There, there's a whole list of things here which are doing really well. Oh, yeah, I love this one. This is an 84-year-old Italian grandma. Um, lots of people, I mean, it's quite dark, but lots of people were worried about in Italy um, mm. because the mortality rate was so high. There were all these nonnas, um, all these grandmas who might be passing away without passing on their um, pasta recipes. Oh, wow, and this wow, became, yeah. became a real concern. And there was one of this. This is, um, this is a real Narina. Concern. Yeah, Narina and her granddaughter Chiara um, are doing like pasta making classes online to make sure that uh, Narina's like pasta uh, dishes are being passed down and stuff like that. So there's there's some very yeah. interesting things going on like this. Um, so this is a list, and more and more there are these um, there are these hopeful stories coming out of out of the uh, current situation as well. Yeah, and no doubt there'll be some new, completely new ideas uh, or businesses that weren't necessarily timed for a time like this, um, because a lot of business success is down to the timing element of it. When is it? When is it launched? Is it launched into a market that is ready for it? Uh, take virtual reality, for example, timed maybe not quite right at the moment, whereas there'll be kind. I mean, VR, if you look at VR now, if there was a lead in time for what's happening right now, VR probably is really well placed as a product for what's happening right now. I guess it just wasn't a, an adoption period that was happening. So um, new ideas are also formed. So that's number one. Number one is the need to focus on uh, flexibility and diversification. Um, and that's a great example, uh, a blog of 10 ideas you can get started with straight away, just to start to understand how other businesses are operating and good case studies. So that's number one. Um, number two, Carl, what's, what's uh, number two on the list? Sure, this is probably the main benefit of an online business compared to an offline business. We talked about how they're very similar, um, but the main thing with an online business is that your overheads, your costs of running the business on a day-to-day -day basis are very low. Mm. Um, again, you do not have to rent a building. You do not necessarily have to have staff. Your main kind of upfront cost is going to be a laptop uh, and your internet connection. And then from there, like hosting a website, we're talking about I don't know, 50 quid a year or something like that. We're talking about very low costs compared to having a physical location. Yeah. Um, and this gives us a massive amount of flexibility, which is what we just talked about. Um, if I'm paying £2,000 a month to rent a location, I need to be making at least uh, £2,000 a month to be covering that straight out the door if i'm not making two thousand pounds in revenue i cannot cover my rent and my business is going to be at a loss very quickly 
with an online business, you don't have those overhead issues. Mm. Um, so even if your your sales get completely uh, trounced because of whatever's going on, you're not hemorrhaging money. You're not losing money because you're not renting a space um, and you're not spending a lot of money just keeping the doors open, keeping the doors open. Yeah, so it, so it becomes a thing of who can survive the longest and an online business will, will out-survive a company um, who's got to pay rent, staff, bills, certain taxes, um, uh, certain rates, depending on where they're based in the world. So so that is a challenge. Warehouse, storage costs, all of these things add up. And for, for a small to medium-sized business, this can be serious money. You know, uh, There's people renting office spaces who may not even get a discount. And these office spaces will cost five, 10, 15, 20,000 pound a month, depending on what the location is. So it's hard yeah. for us, even online business owners to think somebody, if we if we was brought up in the world of online business, it can sometimes be absurd to us that somebody is paying 20, 30,000 pound a month for an online office space, or sorry, an offline office space. It's, I mean, I, I think it's crazy considering you can have Maybe not, maybe a different results, but you can certainly have a business that can survive for a long, long time um, because mm. all we have to cut, say, for example, Kyle, we, we looked at our online business. We may just have to cut, if we lost all of our income, some subscription services, you know, right? Let's yep. cut some subscription services, um, uh, you know, maybe some expensive ones that cost 200, 300 pound a month, um, maybe uh, trim down on advertising costs. But again, that's a choice that we spend uh, money so, on. I mean, we would just cut them and then uh, restart them in a few months' mm. time. Whereas, if you are locked into a lease, if you've got two-year, three-year commercial lease, yeah, that's yeah. not going to be that's not going to be possible. We would just go on a website, click a few buttons, and we'd cancel that subscription. We would rejoin in a few months' time. Um, yeah. And most online services are like that. Uh, are. So, for online businesses in general, the overheads are much, much, much lower. Yeah, there's no there's no difficult conversations with another human being explaining why you can't pay your rent, why you can't pay certain staff members, uh, all of that stuff that goes into an, uh, an a business. Now, we're not saying uh, you. We're just talking really very much around the advantage of online business plus the focus on what it should be. So, if you've got an online business and number one, it's diverse, it's flexible, and now number two, you've got low overheads. Now, these are two good solid components for you to think about. Okay, if I got both of those, I'm already at an advantage in building my online business, depending on where I'm focusing. Um, so number three, a really good way, really good way to think about this. Now, if you are in the middle of this crisis now, as we all are, so we're all in quarantine, we're all in isolation. Right now, would you go and set up an offline business? Like, as a thought experiment, that would be absolutely crazy, raising money to go out and set up a, an offline business. Even yeah. if everything opens up right now uh, and people start shopping, they start going out again, the idea of taking out a loan of £100,000 or a couple of hundred thousand pounds to go and set up a physical location right now, after what we've just seen in the last month and what we're going to see over the next few months, just seems crazy, absolutely crazy um, to yeah. me personally. I mean, maybe some people are very excited to go and start new coffee shops after this, but yeah. And I, would, I would not be that enthusiastic. Exactly. So try to get bank lending on that now as well. So that's also going to be a challenging factor. Um, so no doubt we're going to see some government um, encouragement or stimulus for the 
relaunch of offline companies. Um, there's there's yeah. no there's no doubt because the relaunch um, of the economy, relaunch of the economy. Yeah, and uh, offline yeah. is a large part of that. So if you look at some industries yeah. that we have no choice, um, but we're not talking about all industries here. We're talking about yourself and adding another income stream to your life. So that's the really the focus here. Yeah. Right um, now, online makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense, and I think going forward it makes a lot of sense. So right now, if you're studying it, studying this, or you're following us along and saying, okay, this sounds like a good idea. Let me keep listening to what Harms and Carla saying and start to discover what that online business is for me. That's great as well. So it could be as you go forward, when things recover, it's like, now I need to focus on getting an online business. So, so do consider these four things when building that. So number three is an over-reliance that businesses have on a need for face-to-face interaction. Um, and we're seeing that if you look at last week's examples, yoga classes, uh, coaches, educators, um, personal trainers, the entire business model is built on a face-to-face interaction. That's that's where the over-reliance comes in. Now, we're not saying uh, eradicate or completely remove face-to-face uh, as mm. we get through this. Time. But what we're saying is do not rely on this 100%. Have a, another mechanism within your business, if you if it exists already, or if you are thinking about creating a business, think about how can you attach an online mechanism where there's not 100% reliance on face-to-face. Because some businesses are like that. They, they just do not operate without um, face-to-face interaction. Or they, they have an option, or in the past they could have had an option to have an online system they just chose not to um they said no we'll be fine when we, under what circumstance are we never going to meet face to face and and mm-hmm. now we are in one i think even ignoring things like corona face to face means an hour of your time every time you go meet somebody or every time you do a physical interaction it's always going to take that same amount of time and you can only see that person or that small group of people yeah um so it is inherently or mathematically less scalable than being able to do these things online where, I mean, we talked about this last week, you could, instead of providing a yoga class to 10 people every single Wednesday afternoon, you could provide that yoga class to 100 people. You could yeah. provide it to 500 people. Um, like Joe Wicks right now, have you seen this? He's doing- Yeah, um, uh, PE classes. Lessons. Yes, for kids. Um, for kids, so if every Joe, morning or something. Joe Wicks was going around the country and doing P classes in schools, he'd be able to do, you know, 30, 50 kids at a time or whatever it is. Because of his online reach, because he's built this platform, he is now doing PE classes with the nation's youth in the UK. And um, mm. so my girlfriend was just talking to her um, sister the other day, and they're in Belgium. They're also watching Joe Wicks every morning yeah. at 9 a.m. <laughs> uh, Joe Wicks is doing this, this almost, well, I don't know, it's maybe even a global PE class. Mm. You can't get that kind of scalability um, if you are relying on face-to-face interactions. It doesn't mean you don't do face It just means that face-to-face becomes even more special. It becomes um, something that you charge a lot more for in the future, um, or it's meetings only for extremely uh, strategic and important topics. Um, and the rest of the time, you focus on scalability, getting to a lot of people, and you can do that online a lot mm. easier. Absolutely. And and what I love is what I'm seeing at the moment online and in terms of discussion forums and certain articles is, is it now is literally the opportunity for them to change the education system. 
um, for the better um, change. It's almost a prehistoric system that's currently operating. I don't want to get into it, but there, there is now an opportunity that in the discussion to rework the education system because, um, and this is not discrediting teachers, but you've got one of a, you've got a brand, somebody's built a, 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 a skill set and he's sharing it online and he can, in a morning can reach millions of kids. You know, and are you talking about Joe Wicks? Yeah, Joe, Joe Wicks. The nation's he, PE teacher. The nation's only, one and only PE teacher. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's, but I think that's almost the way, uh, I mean, there's lots of dis discussions on which way the education system should evolve. Um, but there is now an opportunity to build an online business in order to support the current education infrastructure in place. I guess that's the message I was trying to trying to get across. Uh, Joe Wicks won't be the only person because for every every person who likes Joe Wicks, there'll be somebody who uh, maybe doesn't like his technique or doesn't agree with his PE philosophy or whatever whatever's going on at the moment. Uh, I haven't tuned into his show yet. I think the world of work in general is also going to change because there've been so many businesses yeah. who've been saying, "Oh no, you can't do remote work, and you need to be here in the office." And now all the employees know, well, no, I, <laughs> I survived for the last however many months it's going to be. Um, yeah. And business get going. Um, so I think flexible working in general is going to become more of a thing uh, after this. Yeah. And the reliance on face-to-face -face interaction will decrease and it will be, um, it will be, face-to-face -face will still happen, but only for the most important things. Agree, agree. Uh, and that's an exciting thing because think about how much time is getting saved for everybody. It's an incredible amount of time. Think about meetings as well. Uh, okay, now the final thing. Uh, so, okay, so we discussed three things so far, which are essentially advantages of an online business, but also three things that you should in integrate or allow to be the base of your online business in order for it to be a winning formula. So Carl, you can lead us with the last one. Sure. Um, so the last one is, I would say this is more unique to online than offline. Hmm. Online, we tend to use our personal brand. We tend to be more um, human than if we are focusing purely offline. So offline, you will call a company. You won't necessarily know who you are talking to in the company. Whereas online, because of the tools we have at our disposal now, video social media the ways we reach out to people online it tends to be more person to person um so something like linkedin which is the largest professional social network it's not about companies doing business with companies it's about people in companies connecting with other people it's peer-to-peer -peer, it's person to person um and i think online allows us to build this I don't particularly like the term but it is personal brand it is mm. who we are um it allows us to put ourselves out there um, as an expert in our particular field and become known for what we do. Whereas previously we'd have to wait for more traditional media outlets like television and newspaper um, or maybe a publishing house to to validate, oh, you are important, your opinion is important. Validate, give Not the platform. Not case anymore because you, yeah, yeah we, have, we have the platform now um, and the older publishing um, uh, mediums like newspapers are slipping they're they're not as important anymore mm. they're not the gatekeeper they're not the people who uh get to decide who's important and who's worth listening to because now we all have this platform uh, or multiple platforms where we can get our voice heard um, yeah. 
So I think online really opens up a lot of opportunities there. Agree. And there's some extremely talented people who emerge online. Um, you only have to go, you only have to search Instagram for five minutes to find some, some remarkable uh, skill set out there. Um, especially around the creative and artistic side, which we'll talk about on Friday. Um, well, we I think I, that, that, that grandma in Italy who's doing past classes, like how could that have happened without access mm. to things like live video streaming? Um, yeah. It, it she would previously wait for a newspaper to kind of come to the village and discover her or yeah, a publisher yeah. to say, I want to do your pasta recipes in the book. We now have the platforms, self-publishing platforms to do this ourselves. Yeah. which is extremely empower, empowering if you're willing to grasp them and uh, to build something with them. Yeah, I t totally agree. Um, and I think I recently saw, which is a really uh, polarizing newspaper, The Sun Paper, the, the, the chief editor has come out and put on social media, can you please support the paper? It costs less than buying a coffee cut 50 pence or whatever so uh, he put that on social media did he he put that on social media please put and look the sun is polarizing i'm not a fan of them but um you know there's certain cities in the uk liverpool for example which just banned the paper so it's a case of you know these yeah so there's a big a uh, big thing in the past and the sun falsely um uh, falsely reported on certain stuff and also they're, they're, okay. they're i don't want to get all uh, but they're quite known for um, just spinning stories uh, in order to sell newspapers, which is what what they do specifically. So it's a polarizing newspaper. But now, look, you've got a you've got such a powerful medium uh, within this. For example, the Sun paper is coming out and saying, "Hey guys, please buy our paper," which is which is a big um, a wake up call for everybody to say, "Hang on a minute, the, the, has the tide turned? Has the tables turned?" Uh, and it's certainly a great time. I agree with Carl just to put yourself out there and start to to receive those opportunities that are available. Because no, you don't have to wait for anybody to put us on now. We just don't have to. Um, there's no barrier to entry. There's no um, please. There's no please. Can you put us put us in this paper or begging to get on a newspaper article or please really publish my book. Please really publish my book. Um, also, there's a thing which doesn't really get discussed, which is when you are actually doing something for these mediums your your voice is also filtered in the sense that you know you are censored or you're you know you can't necessarily say certain things which were which with social media is also now potentially going that way in terms of censorship and and not being able to say what you want to say um whereas certain platforms i.e your own website you can say what you want you can do what you want you can within your online can business you Please use that power for good, though. <laughs> but it swings, for, it swings both ways. It swings both ways. So, I mean, me, you know, me and Carl are very adamant on this as well, which is, you know, use the now platform to spread the good and the positivity and the, and the amazing things like the grandma and passing down those pasta recipes. That's an amazing yes. example of using that power for good, uh, for sure. Um, okay. Providing PE lessons, for example, these are good uses. Um, but yes, these platforms can also be abused, and they are a lot. Don't so be those are. people. Yeah, don't be those people. Uh, and uh, just yeah, spread spread that love across the world with these with these things, these skills that you have. And I think that's that's where our discussion is. Do you have a skill or a service that the online world needs? If yes, now's a great time to share it. Uh, I think that's that's where I was going with that. Please don't be doing the crazy stuff online. Okay, so... Yeah, and, and then looping that back to what we're going to be talking over this week, 
by going out there and sharing your expertise by coming from this place of giving value by um, your skills or your creativity or whatever it is, there are ways to generate an income online. And that's what the focus of the week is going to be, surveying these different methods. Absolutely. So we spoke about what we're going to cover in the week. We mentioned at the start. Um, so these are, okay, so what we've done today is very much spoken about number one, which is what we're doing this week. Number two, which mm -hmm. is um, why does online business have a bad rep? Hopefully now you feel like, oh, actually online business is a business and there's a lot to learn in this, but I'm seeing it now as a business rather than this unique technique, which is maybe the, the silver bullet, the, the magic pill, which is going to make me rich overnight. It's not necessarily going to be the case. Hopefully you get that now. And then we focused on what a online business is, which Carmich is a business. Then finally is four advantages, but also if you reverse engineer those advantages are four key things you should build your online business around. Um, so that's what we, really what we spoke about today. And next, and we've also shared with you in the comments below, let me find the name, the working title, which is the big list of income generation during lockdown. Uh, it's, a, it's a massive list. There's 102 items on there of different, and these are techniques. So these are different techniques, um, areas in which you can generate revenue and they're ranked in different ways, which Carl already discussed. So check that out. That's a gift for you guys. It's available for you, for those who've been watching the show. Also, um, I must remember, which I have not mentioned for five days straight, which is don't forget to subscribe to, to, to this YouTube channel. Uh, I've got to get used to saying that. Otherwise I'm going to forget. Or Facebook. Or Facebook, so you, so we're streaming this live on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram in the near future. Subscribe or follow the Facebook page um, so that you don't miss these lives. You get a notification. Um, you can watch us live or you can uh, save it to watch later. So it's your completely your choice. Uh, but two big things for today is access that list, uh, start exploring those options, and then come talk to us about those options in the Slack group. Both links are below. That's it for today. Yep. Um, and very briefly, again, we are going to be covering the list. We're going to be covering um, in detail over the next few days, going through some of the items in the list, commenting on them, talking about um, which ones are suitable for which people. Um, and roughly, the the order of the week is going to be tomorrow. That's Tuesday. We're going to be talking about the non-skill-specific ones. So these will tend to be uh, done now really quickly. And you can start to generate some cash, um, get cash in hand, immediately, uh, whether that's cash to you know buy your groceries or cash to set up a business moving mm. forward. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to be covering tomorrow. Quick, easy, and um, like immediate return. Not really businesses, um, but the foundation for building something larger. So that's tomorrow. On Wednesday, um, we are going to be focusing primarily on income generation, which uses the fact that you speak English. So that could be things like transcription, it could be um, audio recording, it could be helping to teach English, tutoring, um, uh, writing skills, for example, copywriting, copy editing, and proofreading. We're going to be covering lots of different services where your ability to read and write English uh, can be monetized again, mm -hmm. to start bringing a bit of cash in while you are locked down at home. On Thursday, we're going to be delving more into um, professional skills that you can sell online. So whether you are a business consultant, whether you are an accountant, whether you are a whiz at data entry or you're a coder, whatever it is, 
Um, we're going to be looking at places where you can sell those services, where you can start to generate income from skills that you already have, skills that maybe you've been using at work, but now you're going to be using them to directly uh, make cash online. And then the week is going to wrap up on Friday by taking um, the other side of the coin. So we have the professional stuff and then we're going to look at creative as well. So we didn't want to leave either of these uh, groups out. On the yep. creative side, um, we're going to be talking about art, craft, graphic design, music, um, illustration, all different ways you can use your creative talents um, in order to start to generate cash online as well. So mm. we wanted to balance out the professional creative and make sure we catch everybody. Um, and that's that. going to be the outline of the week. And I think by Friday, somebody that we've paid for their creative work online, who's creating a logo for us, it may be ready by Friday. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. There we go. So we'll have a show on Friday. We may reveal it on that day to show you as an example, somebody's made some money. Uh, We'll let you know how much we paid for it as well, just so you know what is what's potential, what potential is out there as well. Um, We would be potential clients for that kind of thing. So we'll talk about how we found somebody who has those skills, paid that person and received goods from them. Uh, We'll Mm. talk about it from our side and we'll be doing this uh, throughout the week as well. Awesome. Okay. So remember, subscribe to youtube or facebook channel join us in the slack link and also check out this humongous 102 maybe growing big list of income generation things during lockdown um so start exploring it'd be a lot more than 102 today so nice we'll keep doing it awesome right so we'll see you guys tomorrow that's us thanks guys